And we are super psyched to welcome our newest sponsor, Thunder Road Guitars. Thunder Road Guitars is the Pacific Northwest best source for premium, new, used, and vintage guitars, amplifiers, and pedals. Online or in their Seattle, that's West Seattle, or Portland stores. You'll find fantastic customer service and a terrific vibe. I know because I'm in there a lot. Grab a cup of coffee, swing on in, don't spill your coffee, and check it all out. And now if you use code TOURSTORIES10, you can get 10% off at thunderroadguitars.com. Yes, that's me playing guitar. Hello, big news from our friends over at DistroKid. They now have an app. This app works on iOS and Android, of course, and it's available in the Apple Store and Google Play Stores and all the stores where you buy apps. Go check it out. It's got a lot of cool features. You can upload new releases. You can get notified when you've earned royalties. Awesome. You can withdraw from the app via push notifications. A little dangerous for me, but rad. Anyways, go check it out. It's all at distrokid.com app. And don't forget, you can still get 30% off your DistroKid account by going to distrokid.com VIP slash tour stories. Have a great one. We would like to celebrate our friends and supporters over at isotope.com. Find makers of audio software for repair, mixing, and mastering. You know their goods. RX-10, Neutron 4, Ozone 11, Nectar 4. Chris and I love them. We use them. And we know you'll love them too. Go to isotope.com and check it all out. And to get your discount, use code FRET10 at checkout. Again, it's izotope.com. Please enjoy your day. Carrie? Hi, Joe. Hi. Can you hear me okay? Yes. Good. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. How are you yeah. doing? I'm fine. Good. I'm used to being crazy, I guess. Crazy busy or just... Crazy home claustrophobia. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm settling into that. Yeah. I'm used to a little more nomadism. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I think... I've also had to settle into not having something ahead of me that signifies travel or change, but it, that's okay. Yeah. I miss having a, a flight on my schedule. Yes. I was working so hard to get my status too. Uh, no, a lot of airlines have, uh, extended. Uh, yeah. They just grandfathered everyone in for another year. Alaska airlines sponsor. Do you hear that, Alaska? <laughs> <laughs> um, so how, you, how are you feeling in general? Are you doing okay? Yeah. I mean, I feel lucky. I have my health. The people around me do as well. There was a certainty that kicked in when we were all sort of given our marching orders of what to do. Before that, it was very scary. And I, I kind of settled into the idea of social distancing and self-quarantining and but now that we're heading towards this exit strategy we're being hit with all these unknown variables again and i find that very anxiety producing 
it's just once the uncertainty comes back in, I think I get a little more nervous and, but generally I'm doing all right. Yeah. Is how's life? Let's say in the picture of the last week, how different is life for you or what'd you do in the last week? Well, I, I have some writing to do and, and that is a loose structure. I would say there's all these articles too about whether we should feel guilty or not guilty about being productive. This notion of productivity right now, everyone talks about Shakespeare writing. I don't know what he wrote, King Lee or something that he wrote during a plague. plague. Yeah. yeah. Plague writing. And, and so I think there's this false notion that all this great work will be made during this time. I think maybe the seeds of great work might be sown during this time, but I, I don't, I don't know about actual productivity. I think you can't discount this kind of ambient dread and and grief that sort of permeates the psyche. Uh, but to answer your question, that was a, a kind of philosophical answer. So yes, I have been doing some writing, but I wouldn't call it too productive. I repainted my porch and front steps. Oh, what Lots. color? Well, it was it was gray, but I just it needed it needed repainting, so I just nice. went and got the same color. It's nice, looks very fresh. Uh, cleaned out all my closets. Very sparse. Everything is organized now in my clothing closet. Color coordinated. No way. Why not? It's going to last. That's great. At least a week. Um, actually, it's going to last a long time because I've pretty much been wearing the same two or three things. Yeah, on my last tour, that brings me to this point, which I it again dawned on me this morning when I was getting dressed, which is getting dressed is not wearing my workout clothes. I bought some cool new clothes on the last tour in February. Yeah, are you wearing them some right great now? pants? No, I don't yeah. wear any of it. I know, I know. There's no, there's no point. I actually wore trousers yesterday. The other thing I've been doing a lot is exercising and, and walking. Yeah. And I decided to wear trousers, which is a pants that I like to wear out in the world. Um, and certainly walking around Portland is not quite out in the world and not really a time to wear trousers, but I did. But the problem was I wore trousers. They're a little short. So a high water trouser with uh-huh. a with a long sock, a knee sock, already not a great look, a tennis shoe, a fanny pack. And then a sweatshirt. It was, and a cap. It was definitely an outfit where people wonder about you. Yeah. Um, I didn't notice it until I came back in. And when I walked in, I have a mirror on the closet. And I was like, oh, we were that person today. I think when I have gone to the grocery store, I've worn all black. Probably, mm-hmm. I have a black mask. I have black gloves. It's a little dramatic. Well, diamond, but, diamond heisty, I would call that. Yeah. I did get some fancy cargo pants that I wear out. Mm, yeah. Yeah. They're not your sense. regular cargo pants. They're fancy. Thank God. <laughs> if there's anything that needs a, an improvement, it's a cargo pant. Yeah. I want to uh, spend maximum dollars on a cargo <laughs> pant so I can feel good about where I put uh, the keys. Don't make me feel stupid. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not. No, please. 
Um, so I know you like to work. It seems like you're you're writing. You're keeping yourself busy. You're keeping yourself working. <laughs> yes. That's good. That's important to me. Not necessarily you working, but it is important to me that you're working. But I think when people say keeping yourself busy versus working and doing something that at least you think is productive, I think that's the more important thing. Yeah, it's it's not just surviving. You want some kind of subsistence or edification. But I think to put a value on what that is, I think at this point that can be anything. And sometimes things with more immediate rewards are are better. You know. Yeah. And so and so I think that's why people are doing things like gardening and home improvement projects because there are very palpable results results. Um, so have you had any shows canceled officially? I mean, not officially. I, I worry about, you have a tour with Wilco and I worry about it. Um, and it's something I'm really looking forward to. You know, it was interesting because Slater Kinney were in Europe in February, uh, and we finished on March 2nd and it's, that's not that long ago, but it feels like a different time a different era the coronavirus was in the news it it wasn't really in the news in the u.s but certainly in europe and so it wasn't until we left that i sensed okay this is this is serious and when we flew home we could tell in the european airports that you know there was people were starting to wear masks but i remember when i got home this is how fast things have happened when i got home i was supposed to go to south by southwest with them film I co-wrote with St. Vincent slash Annie Clark. And I said to her and our mutual friend in Austin, I said, South by is going to be canceled. And they were like, no way. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, I was just coming back from Europe. I think like we're, we're fucked. <laughs> and, yeah. and uh, my friend in Austin sent me a, a, the, the newspaper, you know, from the Austin Chronicle or whatever the, paper is and it said south by will go on and all that seems so trivial now like but it there was a time not that long ago you know where it just seemed impossible so anyway that's also another long-winded answer to say that i can't we still can't believe we check in as a band and crew and we can't believe we did that tour like we went we were probably one of the last bands to finish a, a full tour in europe I know what you mean. I feel like, I think I got home from my, I did a month long tour of the U S that ended around February 13th or something. Mm-hmm. And I feel like when I look back on it, I just feel like, Oh, we were just, it was so willy nilly. We didn't have a care in the world. We were, you know, it, it puts it in perspective where we were just playing shows and we, yeah, we were kids. We were yeah, just we were kids. kids. We yeah. went to kissing contests <laughs> These yeah, we were hugathon. A hug fest. I know. Yeah. I remember, you know, standing around with fans after the show, just hugging strangers, shaking hands. Yeah. And we had a hand sanitizer on our rider. And if I had known, I would have been collecting that every single I night. Know. We didn't have any for a long time at yeah. the ho- at my house. Yeah. So it does. It does seem like another era, and it it makes me curious for how we will have to adjust going forward in terms of things like concerts and um, yeah interactions 
I'm just kind of closing my ears and eyes to speculation and news on what was or may still be my livelihood. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I think that's smart. And I feel the same about the film and TV industry, which is another industry reliant upon a a group of people working closely together. (laughs) So, right. Yeah. Got to just stick to that writing, which I can do in total isolation, which makes it the least fun thing that I do. Yeah. Um, I'll add books to this. Um, in the last week, all these are focused on the last week. I don't want you to think too far in the past. What's been the weirdest, funniest, strangest, most depressing thing you've seen in the media or on social media or something that just stuck with you or something you read? <laughs> okay, well, I mean, I definitely have done too much binging on news. Uh, and And I find that, I'm not someone that usually likes memes. Like I'm not someone, I'm I'm not a meme seeker. This is my most honest answer is that the thing that I read this last week that struck me (laughs) the most, I think, out of all the horrible news and all the shocking news, because this last week included Trump recommending the injection of Clorox and disinfectant. So it's hard to top that. And if you, when you ask me what's the strangest thing, well, it's talking with that, touting Lysol, Clorox, and the light within as, I mean, truly a witch doctor, faith healer in chief. Um, but there was, when the, when the protests started, the uh, let's, let's get America back to work protest started, this meme came out. And the top part is a guy like a prepper guy with like a vest and yeah. it says preppers for the last 10 years. I can survive here for 10 months. And then the lower picture is preppers finally getting a chance in 2020. And this same prepper is at a protest and he says, I want to go to the hairdresser. <laughs> and it's just, it is so true. Like these same people who have been just like bragging for so long that they can survive. They're the same people that are showing up on the courthouse steps being like, <laughs> <laughs> I got to get a haircut. I'm like, I'm sorry. I thought you were like set with all your artillery, you know, anyway. But oh, that's, um, that's a, a great, that's a great illustration. Yeah. So I'm actually going to send that to you right now. Maybe you can yeah, please do. put it up on the uh, site. <laughs> uh, anyway, so I guess the point though of that, of that is to say that the kinds of information and media that I'm consuming has changed a little bit because you sometimes need that absurdity to process the the horror. And not that I don't always or historically turn to comedy for ways of coping, but I think right now there's only so much, you know, prognosticating that you can read so much opinion writing so much sort of discord being sown between, you know, Democrats and Republicans that, you know, I'd rather process something through that, through that meme, which just seems to cut yeah. to the chase. Uh, yeah. So I, I haven't been reading that much. I, I'm slowly working through a book, working on occasionally looking at the New Yorker for some long form journalism. Yeah. Mostly watching the Sopranos. I'm up to season five. Oh yeah. Is this first time or second time or? First time, except for season one, I guess I must have you know, the Sopranos came out when I 
didn't have cable. So I think yeah. the only way I would have watched it would be to like buy the DVD box set. So I think after season one, I just never, never watched it again. What do you think? Do you like it? I do like it. You can see it as, as the precursor to almost anything on TV right now. Especially I know. The, the male anti-hero. Yeah. Yeah, I think I watched it for the first time five years ago. Yeah. I think it holds up. I mean, there's some pretty toxic masculinity in there, but... Yeah. I I don't think it's... I don't know. I mean, it's it's really good storytelling. And it's... it's uh, I like it. Do you, uh, the Sleater Kenny, have a text thread? Yes. Are you guys trying to outdo yourselves on the text thread? You mean just comedy-wise? Yeah, comedy-wise or just like shocking or, you know, just I, like, this is fucked. Look how fucked this is. Uh, It depends. There's days where one day I was like, guys, this is getting very domestic. I was like, I can't, I can't just be sending recipes back and forth. <laughs> like, yeah. um, And then other days, yes, it's, it's humor. It's uh, other days. It's animal photos, links, mm-hmm. lots of links. Um, yeah, it's it's pretty. Uh, I would I would say it's PG. I think we're we're like a PG with yeah. a text thread. It's not. I have much grosser, gross out text threads with other groups, but I I would say we're yeah. we're not wholesome, but we're definitely. It's it's not. You know, you could show it to a child, probably. Right. I guess the band one, one of the band ones that I have, it's not really as shocking as it's just everyone's like trying to outdo each other, entertain each other. Everyone's trying to be the lead singer of the text thread, I think. <laughs> I would say we're all we're all yeah. bass players in our text thread. Just yeah, yeah. we're just keeping it going. Yeah. yeah. It's important. Yeah. Solid rhythm session. <laughs> um all right. Hey, let's what what do you say we play a song? Let's do it. I want to play Reach Out. Is that cool? That is cool. All right, here it goes.
Yeah, cool. <laughs> That's a great song. Thanks. The Corn Tucker song. How is that to play? That's a fun one to play. We extended the the bridge in the live version to really just milk the uh, the sort of U two, yeah, you know, aspects of it. I I really enjoy that one live, and also people like to sing along to that one since it has the refrain of of reach out. That was that was a fun one to play on tour. And that that was initially my my favorite song on the record. I think that's how I feel too. I remember when we finished that song. It was the kind of song that it, it felt like my younger self wanted to hear that song. You know, like it really tapped into the, the kinds of songs that remind me of of being like a teenager and yeah. in my twenties or something. Um, yeah, there. Go ahead. Sorry. No, I was just going to say, and I think you know, Corin was obviously thinking about Depeche Mode and things that informed her musical taste when she was younger. And, and maybe, and so maybe that's why it had that effect. Um, so yeah, when we, when we finished the record, I thought, okay, this, this is my favorite one. That sort of changes as time goes on, but live, it's one of my favorites too. After the record. Yeah. I, I just immediately go to Duran Duran when I hear that song and it's totally inaccurate. I don't know. There's some, tonal sentiment to it or something that I think is Duran Duran. And I, but there is something specific and I, maybe it is Depeche Mode, but every time I hear it, I think of Duran Duran. So think, it's, it's more of an era memory or something. Yeah. I think that's okay too. Those Duran Duran records sound great. Oh my God. Do they ever? Those ones are great players. Yeah. Handsome the, too. That was their problem. That yeah. when I watch I watched a Duran Duran movie on a plane, yeah. an experience I won't have again for a while. And you know they were all these they were amazing musicians. Like, and then I don't think they knew how handsome they were. And then everyone else was like, Oh no no no, you guys aren't just going to be some proggy muso band. You're going right. to be huge international pop stars. I got to sit next to them at a some sort of liquor sponsored after party for a show. We Modest Mouse played with them, and we kind of got crowded into a booth. Uh huh. And um, they were all drunk mm-hmm. and fun. Like they, one of them lost their bag and had to like crawl over me to get their bags. It was it was fun. I like that story because I thought you were going to say something else. That's really just yeah. what you want to hear. You want people to be. On brand, you don't want them to be jerks, but yeah. but fun, which is not necessarily an adjective that applies to a lot of people. And often, when you say someone's fun, it's almost a euphemism. That does sound good. I don't. I don't have a similar story involving Duran Duran. Joe Elliott, though, from Def Leppard, what had a a night in in Vegas. I had to go to Vegas for something, and I went to this like concert and then after we were all back in the hotel lobby and Joe Elliott from Def Leppard, I guess I didn't already say, cause I don't, yeah. I don't expect everyone to be on a, <laughs> a no Joe Elliott is not necessarily, it's not like saying like, you know, Joe's drummer, but Joe's yeah. drummer is deceased. Anyway, Joe Elliott, he totally fit the bill. He lived up to everything. He was like a little bit, a little bit drunk, but like very, but then that thing where you're like, Oh yeah, you're also sort of a British gentleman. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. 
he has a nice face. He does. Like a nice, yeah. And he's, he's, he looks, he, he's aging well. Yeah, good. Do you know what my middle name is? Elliot? Yes. <laughs> it is. That's cool. <laughs> um, all right, I'm going to go back to this in the last week. It could go up to eight days, but no further than eight days. Okay. What song have you listened to more than once? You know, something you heard from the past or a new tune that you loved? Um, that one, people probably are thinking she's going to say Fiona Apple. Yes, because everyone says that. But I'm not, that. even though I do love that record. It's a that's a big record. I, I have to take that in a little slower. But uh, another record that came out recently that I really love is by Waxahachie, who is Allison Crutchfield. And there's a song called Witches on there that I am obsessed with. I just find it so soothing. I find the melody so satisfying. Lyrically, it's very evocative. And I could just listen to that over and over and over again. I have it on a few different playlists that I listen to. One of which is an exercise playlist, which is, and it's not, it's not like some crazy dance song. It's not really a dance song at all, but it's upbeat. And I mm -hmm. really like, I like cooking to it. I like working out to it. I like listening to it when I'm walking. It's a lovely song. It's a great album. It's probably one of my favorites that's come out this year. Great. I have not heard it at all. I'm going to listen to it. I need some new music. I listen to old music that's new to me. I've been in that mode for a while now, except for Fiona Apple. Fiona Apple. Everyone, I mean, people embrace that, like the hugs, They're like the hugs they can't get from their friends. Yeah. Okay. This is a new question I have. Did you watch Post Malone cover the Nirvana songs? You know, I did. I watched, not, not in its entirety, but I saw a link to the performance and, and turned yeah. it on. I watched all of it. Yeah. How, did you like it? I, I think so. I was in a wild mood, and I was sort of by myself from my family for the last four of those hours that night, and I finished Ozark, and I started watching that kind of dark yeah, interesting but, transition those arc is yeah. really dark I've, I've had to yeah slow it down for the new season i'll have to catch up but yeah so i watched a little bit of it um i love that he raised all that money i love that it was just a, essentially a fan of nirvana yeah getting to live out some kind of dream that sort of fondness just propelled it for me and sometimes it sounded like not it's, it's sometimes when things are close but not you know what I mean sometimes with covers it's like you want it to be not as close you want to hear like a, a woman singing it or you want to just hear some kind of different interpretation his, his was a very faithful interpretation but of course he's not Kurt Cobain no one is but at the same time just his his sense of sort of paying homage and just obviously living with those songs for so long I found it endearing I watched the whole thing, and I had every thought possible, you know, about his guitar playing, about his singing, about what a real Jarl is. Yes, and where that comes like from the, and what... And, and where that comes from and what it is now. Yeah, I don't really know that much about 
Post Malone, but I um I didn't have a hard time not watching it. I was all right. Well, um, I'm gonna let you go and carry on. We're gonna end on something awesome. Okay. What is it? Do you have any advice for people to get through their day, mentally or physically or both, or something that combines the two? I will say, and who wants to hear advice right now? Because a lot of times it just sounds. Right. Yeah. I guess not advice. I keep using that word and I don't mean. No, to no, use... no. I'm not criticizing. I'm just saying, you know, yeah. I think everyone's so wary of giving and getting advice right now. Even though this experience is universal, it's also subjective. Yeah. But I will say things that have worked for me and, and that it's the same thing I think in my regular life is that friends really help. And every time, even if I just hop on a quick Zoom or FaceTime call with someone and, you know, a group chat for 15 minutes in the morning while we all kind of have coffee and put around our kitchens making things, that can buoy me for the entire day. And it's easy to, uh, I don't know, it's easy to forget that and kind of just, I think I'm an introvert anyway, so I, I tend to retreat. But this, it's kind of forced me to, to reach out more. It's a callback to the song, too. Um, you can you can bring nice. the bring the song back up. Sorry. Anyway, um, I actually didn't. This is like an interactive. Okay, good. Podcast. I actually yeah. didn't mean it as I didn't yeah. mean it as a callback at all. But I will say that. Yeah. So that I find the most the most helpful. Anytime I chat with people or connect, that just helps me get through the day. So as much as you can be active physically, even just walking, dancing, yeah, whatever. I haven't danced in a long time. That's a good idea. Family dance. Highly recommend it. I've been running. No dancing. I'm going to start dancing. Pretty fun. Can you floss properly? Um, I assume you're talking about the dance move because I might. My dental care is A plus. No, I can't (laughs) floss. No. It's something I I should learn, right? Yeah. I probably got a couple more weeks of lockdown to ace that. Yeah. 14 days exactly. Everyone, then we're free. No, I'm just joking. See, that's how desperate I am for facts. I, I literally perked up. I was like, Joe, Joe Plummer. I'm sorry. <laughs> Joe Plummer. I'm sorry. Joe Plummer. Dr. Said, Plummer. Yeah, that's not cool. I'm sorry. You know, and I didn't say earlier, but I stopped listening to my and or reading my two main news sources. I probably reduced that by 40% because of, I don't know what everyone says and it's so taxing to try to figure out what's real and what's going to be tomorrow i agree and that holding all that uncertainty inside you is it takes up a lot of energy so you just gotta nose to the grindstone or or nose to the pillow and a nap whatever you prefer yeah oh man a nap let's let's end this and so we can each go take a nap at just noon here on the west coast Time for Joe and I yeah. to take naps in our respective homes and then get back to we our do, day. We do quick, quick nap. nap. Yep. And something productive. And master the floss. But also consider those gums. And consider those gums. Um, do you floss once or twice a day? I floss at night. Me too. Does your dentist floss your teeth after or before they clean them? It's the last thing they do. Yeah. Why don't they do it before? I think it's weird too. I've always thought it was. You want weird. me to tell you something though? That the reason I stick to yeah. my routine, I've never had a cavity in my entire life. No, it's true. So if it's okay. if it's not broken, 
Yeah. All right. All right. Well, thanks. Hopefully talk to you soon. Maybe see you somewhere. Let's, yeah, I would love that. It's been fun to talk to you. Yeah, thanks a lot. Thank you, Joe. All right. Keep in touch. Take care. Bye. Bye.